I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. A good old country Christmas, that's what it's gonna be. With all the family gathered around our pretty Christmas tree. Oh, knock it off. Oh, knock it off. It's time for Must Have CTV. I just kept going with that. The podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century from I Love Lucy to News Radio. I'm your TV guy, Brett White, and I'm also a reporter producer for Decider.com. This week, I am joined by very special guest, Sebastian Deacon. Hello, Sebastian. Hello. <laughs> and why are you special to me? <laughs> um, we're married. <laughs> That'll... That'll do it. It's only <laughs> taken 75 episodes. Yeah, 75 episodes of me being like Lucy. I want to be in this show. Put me in this Jeez. show. Do you, do you actually want to be in the show? No, I don't. I don't even want to be in the show right now. <laughs> well, it's the Christmas season. This is the first Christmas episode. No, so I, I actually, wanted to keep it. I actually do want to be here. That was just a joke. Oh, I know you guys can't read my body language right now. Totally I, I rarely can. Read my body like I don't know. (laughs) It's only been almost ten years. Um, uh, Yeah, so for the Christmas episodes, I wanted to keep it in the family, Mm -hmm. or at least started in the family, and we'll see what happens after this because I haven't booked any episodes yet. Um, But we spent all weekend putting up our Christmas decorations. Yes, Uh, our two cats are sitting on the ottoman with their backs to us. Ho ho ho! And hopefully uh, they won't start meowing for food. No, they probably won't. But we'll see. Um, But yeah, so this week we'll be traveling to December twentieth, nineteen eighty-six. The Golden Child ruled the box office. Walk like an Egyptian by the Bangles topped the charts. Love that song. And a whole bunch of random channels aired the Mama's Family episode, Santa Mama. Sebastian, you must have seen Santa Mama before today. I mean, I'm certain that I did, because I have seen every episode of Mama's Family before you today. You love Mama's Family. I was obsessed with it as a child. It's your favorite show. It came on uh, twice every evening during the week, and I demanded to stay up to watch it. it came and... on that late? Yeah, it was like, I think like either eight... <laughs> 8 and 8.30 or 9 and 9.30. Um, and I would make my parents let me stay up to watch it. Well, and you also claim that there's a set in Missouri? Yeah, I think Raytown is in Missouri. But this is where we get into the whole, is Missouri the South? Because it's not. Well... Mama's family is a very Southern show. I'm from the South, so who claims this? Well, I mean, I would, I would say 
everything outside of St. Louis and Kansas City is the South. Well, and also and every even in New York State, like New York State is a lot of the South. And everything north of Jefferson City, because north of Jefferson City, you're like getting into like Iowa, Nebraska. Which, which aren't the South. It's yeah. more rural versus urban. Yeah. And this is a rural... Those are two hard words to say back to back. Rural. Rural versus rural urban. Rural. Uh, I never watched Mama's Family. Well. It was that my cousins would watch it, but we wouldn't. And I don't know why. My dad did not like that I wanted to watch Mama's Family. Because it was strong female lead. It was, I think... Or was it too sassy? I think, I think he thought I was too young. Because I think that might have been my he didn't He didn't hate it because his comedy mystery family-friendly dinner theater <laughs> did a takeoff show of Mama's Family. Uh, I mean, honestly, the character of Mama seems up your dad's alley in a way. I mean, he I mean, didn't, that type he didn't of, play Mama. But, no, no, yeah, yeah, but like with the style of like the broad, big humor. Yeah. Very, it's, it is a very like traditional archetype, Mama's yeah. Family, the show is. Yeah. I never really watched it. I, of course, knew who Mama was, though. It might have been because it was syndicated. I have no—I don't even know when it came on in Middle Tennessee. Yeah. Because it just aired whenever. Um, so the other, uh, the other hot topic is Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, what mm-hmm. is your feelings on Christmas? Well, uh, this is not a surprise to me. It is something that I love very much <laughs> because I... we've just exacerbated each other's. Uh, Proclivities. <laughs> Christmas proclivities? <laughs> it sounds like the name of a really bad Hallmark uh, Christmas movie. No, this is like... Christmas proclivities. It's a Peebo Bryson at Christmas album. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas proclivities. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, well, I love Christmas. Um, my mom ran a store that sold Christmas ornaments year-round. You guys are learning a lot about me based on my parents' professions. <laughs> Dinner theater and Christmas ornaments. Um, so I have very strong affinity for Christmas. Um, and also, like, I was a singer, and so, like, Christmas music was, like, always a big deal to me. Um, so I, I just, like, it's a very special time of year for me. And I love Christmas. Yeah. Everyone who listens knows that. Very, uh, very clear. Yeah. Um, and us as a Christmas couple, well, it's, <laughs> can't be stopped. It, no, we're unstoppable. Uh, we go to Target every single year. Mm-hmm. Multiple times. And buy, uh, a whole bunch more, uh, decorations. Yeah. Every single year. There's garbage, Christmas garbage all over the place. <laughs> Garland garbage. Mm-hmm. Well, this year we got to get two new stockings for the cats. Yeah. Little, little baby, little baby stockings. Well, they're tiny, but then we were like, we can't actually fit any gifts. We want to get them in these. Well, no, we got them those little crinkly things. Ooh, yeah, which they won't like. No, they'll like those. They'll like the plastic. Um, they'll like the boxes. Yeah. So this week on Must Have Seen TV, we'll be talking about the Mama's Family episode, Santa Mama. It's the 13th episode of season three and was written by Jim Evering and directed by Dave Powers. Here's how iTunes describes the episode. Mama fills in for Vent as a mall Santa. Sebastian, how accurate is that description? Um... That does happen. And it leaves out a lot. It does. It, there's a lot left unsaid. Yeah, that's only maybe the last it was, five minutes of the episode. Yeah, it was like one. Seven minutes? One part of one act, yeah. So, we can get uh, this out of the way. I don't know. This, the overarching note for Mama's Family is I feel like we might both be descendant from a mama. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. I think my mom was a lot like Mama, but like far less hostile. Like us, yeah, she was less acerbic. Well, I wouldn't say she was less hostile (laughs) because she she was a little fiery, but she was like she didn't have that same kind of like she wasn't always so negative. Yeah, yeah, uh, because she was a very joyful person, but like didn't, but also was just like very angry a lot <laughs> so it's hard it was like a, she was a weird mix of a person yeah uh but i yeah I and i come from at least two generations of mamas oh my god your mom is a mama <laughs> oh my god yeah. you never met me my grandmother was also i remember i remember conversations my mom and grandma uh would have but they would talk, my grand, my granny was specifically being like, I hate it when you go to the store and they tell you to have a nice day. You know they don't mean it. Like, that yeah. was, like, they, they would all get so mad when anyone would tell them to have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> that is the strain of Southern I come from. Oh, that's so great. So, uh, so this is an interesting point in Mama's Family's history because this is season, season three, which is essentially the second season one. Because Mama's Family debuted as an NBC, I think it was an NBC, no, it was CBS, because Carol Van Asch was a CBS that show. That sounds right. Um, yeah, it was a CBS show. And it ran for two seasons on CBS, ended in 84, and was canceled. Because it was not doing well in the ratings, which is very weird, because it was coming off of the Carol Burnett show. Um, so the wild thing about this is that, so those first two seasons, Rue McClanahan and Betty White are on the show. Because mm-hmm. Rue McClanahan's a regular. Yep. She's in every episode, and Betty She's White in... is just, like, recurring. Yeah. So that ends, Golden Girls happens, so they are free to do Golden Girls, and then when it, when they like resell it into syndication two years later, Rue McClanahan and Betty White are obviously on one of the biggest shows on television. They're not going to come back and no. do Mama's Family. No. But it's just so weird that if Mama's Family hadn't been canceled, Golden Girls would be drastically different. Yeah. Maybe not exist. Yeah. No, I found the those first two seasons very confusing. They confused me a lot. Because, when they would come up in reruns. Well, yeah, because for me, like, the definitive Mama's Family cast is the one with Bubba yeah. and Iola. Yeah. Uh, and so, but I also, like, never understood the relationships between the characters. No, I, they are all, they all look the same age they, to me. Yeah, because they all look the same age. So, like, Eunice, her daughter. Who was Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett looks the same age as Fran, her sister, who is played by Rue McClanahan, right? Fran is her sister. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then there's Betty White, who I don't even fucking remember <laughs> who... Oh, can I say... Yes. Uh, yeah. That was a joke. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't remember what um, she even was. I no. feel like maybe she was another kid. Wait, I think she was. Because the other weird thing is... Uh, 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 fucking Valor... Vicky... Vicky, Lu- Vicky Lawrence. Lawrence. Oh my god. Vicky Lawrence. I had a stroke just in the show. Uh, uh, Vicky Lawrence is super young playing super old, yeah. which also just throws another. Because she was like 18 or 19 when the Carol Burnett show started. Yeah. Um, she was literally cast out of high school for doing Carol Burnett impressions, which is insane. Yeah. Um, so she that was, also. She was the Pete Davidson of her time. Oh god, don't. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um,. Uh, you're just gonna keep throwing me off, <laughs> Alex, <laughs> with your non sequitur sides. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it's kind of all over the place. Like this is a new start for an old show, uh, but they're halfway through the first season back, so they they've, they've hit a rhythm. Uh, 
the opening credits. Now, these are the same opening credits of the first two seasons, too. It's just Mama, like, dusting, and then you see the photos of everyone. Yeah. Um, great theme song. It's a great theme song. It uh, gets across the point. It's really, yeah, it's very, it, it's very fitting for what the show actually is. It's yeah. Very much in the spirit of the show. Kind of has that, like, uh, like you're at, a, like, a pavilion, like a small town. There's, like, a big band. It's a 4th of like July a, kind yeah, of shindig. Yeah, like a band playing, like, kind of jazzy, also kind of stupid, um, very <laughs> kitschy. Like, it's very much... That's the, that is the yeah. show, Jazzy, Kitschy, and Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, the show was created by, uh, or I guess it was developed by, Dick Clare and Jenna McMahon, who were a writing duo that um, wrote for the Mary Tyler Moore Show, uh, and I didn't know that. from all of my research that I can figure out is they were a straight woman and a gay man. Dick Clare was a gay man. Okay. Um, which I have to do a lot of inferring. He died of AIDS in the eighties. Yeah. Um, I mean, not to make assumptions. Right. But that, yeah. It's not a far leap. <clears throat> yeah. And the reason I know this is because the two of them wrote the gay episode of the Mary Moore show where Phyllis's gay brother comes to visit. Oh, okay. And yeah. so I did that research. And it's the only time that the ep- that one of those gay episodes was written by a gay man and also starred a gay man playing the gay character, Robert Moore. Mm-hmm. So um, I always like to shout out Dick Clare, who I do believe was cryogenically frozen. So he might still be out there. What? Yes, he was cryogenically frozen. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. So. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Like, that's a that's one of the uh, important points on his Wikipedia page. Wow. Um, the episode starts with Naomi and Vinton. Mm-hmm. The names on this show are also wild. No, it's it's Naomi. Naomi. Yeah. Yeah. Naomi is Naomi Smalls from Drag Race. <laughs> They're spelled the same way. They're, they are spelled the same, but no, it's Naomi, right? Na- Naomi Smalls. Wait, hold on. I don't know. I don't, just say whatever. <laughs> I feel like people are going to understand. Um, so they're trying to pick out Christmas cards, and they're trying to choose between, what was it, like a reindeer and a there Santa? Was, there was a Rudolph and then two children uh, in the snow. And Carolers, you're two, choir. Yeah, yeah, two, like, child choristers yeah. in the snow. And it was very, uh, I don't know, it was one of those bits where Naomi was, like, trying to get him to pick. She very clearly wanted one. Yeah. And he said, like, their eyes are too buggy or something. And then, oh my god, my southern accent's going to come out talking about Mama's family. Oh my family. god. <laughs> uh, so, but then, as, as soon as Mama walks in, she just says, Which Christmas card do you think that we ought to send? Get them bug eyes out of my face. I got laundry to do. <laughs> Immediately Scrooging. Oh, great. So, Mama's like Scrooge and tear. Oh, yeah. At the beginning of this episode is great. She calls them all goons at one point. Yeah. Which is just going to ten, pedal yeah. to the metal. <laughs> I love that. She hates her family. Oh, yeah. She really hates them. But then, you gotta admit, her family does... There are a lot to handle. No, I mean, her family is stupid. I mean, Vinton is a moron. He's a certified dummy. A certified hottie and a dummy. Uh, we'll get into that later. <laughs> uh, I'm pet- no, because you, you... Well, you like his... No, Bubba isn't even his son. Bubba's his nephew. Yeah. Yeah. Bubba, but, uh, I was like... Betty White's... And or, they probably never appeared in the episode together. Or Eunice's. No, because he wasn't on the yeah. season. So that's so weird. Because, and Vinton's two children disappeared. Yeah. Because they Buzz are and, on the first yeah, two Buzz seasons. Yeah, Buzz and Sonya just, they're, they're gone. They're never wow. spoken about so again. So we find out that Vinton has been chosen. So Vinton works at Quick Keys. Which mm-hmm. is, is that more than a kiosk? Or is it like a little tiny, like, it's uh, a, hardware store? It's a Luxman. 
But is it an actual physical? Because like a locksmith in New York City is like usually it's not just like a kiosk to go up to. Yeah, well, I so, mean, but that wasn't the case in the eighties. Yeah, but like I was wondering, is there enough business that a keysmith, the locksmith, can do to warrant having a store in a mall? Well, I mean, there's more than just cutting keys, right? <laughs> like you change, you change locks. You also go you, get your locks there. Well, I mean, like you get locked out of your car. There yeah. are people who come by. So he works at the mall. He's been chosen as the mall Santa. Uh, so there's also, there's, so there's a whole lot of, um, mall Santa hierarchy Mm -hmm. and rigmarole that I find this episode is kind of like wild about. Yeah. Uh, first of all, like the mall Santa is chosen at random or chosen from all the employees at the mall. Chosen from the employee, as far as we know, from the employees at Quick Keys. Oh, didn't I tell you, mama? Out of all the guys at Quick Keys, I got picked to play Santa down at the mall this year. It's like, okay. And so his gig as Santa is only on Christmas Eve, Mm -hmm. as far as we know. Because he's like, no, well, yeah. No, it was, yeah. It was just Christmas Eve. Yeah, because he, so it's just on Christmas Eve uh, for one day. And, like, that's not how Mall Santas work. No. Mall Santas have been out of the mall for a month now. Yeah. Since, like, early November. They started, like, yeah. And I love a good Mall Santa. It is a dream of mine to be a Mall Santa. Except, we'll talk uh, about it later. I don't know. I don't know if I. I don't like children, so I, I've told you I would like to be a Santa, but just for dogs and office parties. <laughs> so, oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. Like you would hire me to come to your office party, and I would be the Santa for the oh, office. Oh, my God. That would be fun. Just so oh, I don't have to deal with children. Uh, so, um, Bubba comes in. Uh, he wants his white shirt clean because he's like in the boys' club, which is a plot line that goes, that doesn't. It go doesn't know. Well, it's just like a throwaway. I wrote down, Bubba is such a man. He's a man. He's not a high schooler. That actor is... How old is that? That actor is a full-on man. Is he supposed to be a high schooler? Let's see. So I just... I was just looking for pictures of him in his underwear. And I found... (laughs) I found... uh, So I I was looking at his Wikipedia page. So he is now 55. So doing the math real quick. uh, He was born in... 64. Four? 70. No, 60. Oh my god. Okay, now you're gonna. So, no, 50 years ago was 69, so 1964. So, this is 86, so he is. Oh, he's 22. Yeah, so that's not that far off. Oh, wow, he like, looks this is This so... is not like a Luke Perry situation. No, he just. He looks. He's so big. He's yeah. a big boy. <laughs> He's a big boy. Well, it also doesn't help that he... Well, I guess it does help. Like, he always wears the tightest jeans possible with oh suspenders. God. Oh, Lord. Like, and also, his so what he's wearing is a green and yellow, like, weird... I don't know what, like, polo jersey... It's a multi-leveled wears, t-shirt. So with he Bubba never... He nev- yeah, it's, yeah, he never wears anything without a yeah. Which is very, he, you never see him in a t-shirt, which is very strange for someone his age. <laughs> but his, he's always wearing, like, rugby shirts or polos. Yeah, I guess it's, it's a rugby shirt kind of thing. Yeah. It's very weird. <clears throat> uh, he doesn't have any money, though, and so Vinton's like, well, you can help me out uh, at, this, at the mall. Um, he's like, you're too big to be an elf, obviously, but he can be the pho- the photographer. Yeah, um, He can make a dollar per kid, and they're going to make a bunch of money because their shift is on... The biggest shopping day of all, Christmas Eve, as we all know. What was your um, Santa ritual? Did you go see a Santa? 
And was it on Christmas Eve? We did not have a Santa ritual. Whoa. I recall seeing a Santa one time in my life. What? At Mid Rivers Mall, uh, which is in Missouri. I grew up in Missouri, so F- I don't know if only we once? spoke about that. That's the only, yeah, I only remember going. Is the Mid Rivers Mall the sad mall that, that we went to? That's the now the mall that it is sad. At the time, it was a very oh, vibrant marketplace of, yeah. of um, <laughs> commerce, and, of commerce community. and community. But no, I remember doing it. It was when I was very young. It was like, uh, it was like back in my mom's mall walking days. Oh. Like when I was like, not in school, they she would go mall walking with her best friend Delia, who ended up being my dad's dinner theater partner, uh, and then I would eat corn dog on a stick. And we went a- to we so we went to uh, Rivergate Mall in Nashville, and that's where I saw Santa. I saw Santa every single year. I also think that, from what I recall, there was a year that they switched the Santas, and we found our Santa at the Hickory Hollow Mall and started going to that mall. Isn't that the mall where people now get stabbed? Yes, and also part of it is a college. Okay. Or something weird. Um, these sad state of malls. But, like, our Santa ritual, I don't remember, like, how, like, when the season we would go. It was definitely not Christmas Eve. That's crazy. Yeah. But we would go to the same Santa every single year to the point where my mom, like, actually made, like, a little photo album of just me growing, like, of me with the same Santa. That is wild. Yeah, so <laughs> I think... But it, also not surprising. No, yeah. <laughs> Loving Christmas traditions, that's... Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I had a good yeah. Santa relationship. My my relationship with Santa is now significantly more complicated. Uh, oh, yeah. Because, so... we. I mean, we also had, like... There was, like, one year where we had, like, a guy... Like, one of our neighbors came as Santa, and, like, there was, like, a ho-ho-ho moment with that. Um, <laughs> Total ho-ho-ho ho moment. my dad also always had a Santa suit, because my dad obviously was an actor, and so he had he always had a Santa suit in his costume closet at home, and so he would do Santa things here and there. But, like, over the last, like, ten years, it was, like, I think it started actually before I came to New York, so maybe, like, ten, uh-huh. twelve years um, he, uh, has been doing Santa calls, mm-hmm. so he, like, it's like a service where, like, parents pay for, uh, a phone call with Santa, and so now he carries around a thing of sleigh bells with him everywhere he goes. Like, one, one year he was picking me up from a singing gig, and he, he was like, hang on a second, and they pulled the car over dialed a number on the phone, started ringing sleigh bells, and, like, had a phone call as Santa, and I was, like, like, the entire time I was, like, what the fuck? But, like, I couldn't... And he was, like, switching voices, he did, like, an elf, he did, like... It was... He's... It's wild. But I also now, like, am not speaking to my father, so there's, like, there are layers there. Yes, this is why when I say that I want to be a specifically pets and adult Santa... It's yeah. a lot of issues. Anyway, so we then cut to December 23rd, <laughs> and they're bringing home a tree, which, again, no. is... So this is the thing, when you go back and you watch old sitcom episodes, like we watched the Lucy one earlier today, which is from 1956, I do believe. Um, a lot of the time, and this is all the way up through like the 70s Christmas episodes, tree trimming is done on Christmas fucking Eve, which well, is wild. So I think part of it is that and this is just speculation, but I feel like 
they want tree trimming to be a plot point, but they also want Santa to be a plot point. The like the arrival yeah. of Santa, the um, um, oh. they don't want an episode that spans a whole month. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah, that uh, so, but it does make me wonder. Like that's one of those things that if you only have the cultural artifact of a sitcom episode to look at the traditions of the fifties to seventies, you would believe that for some reason <laughs> the fifties to seventies they just put up trees on Christmas Eve. And that's what they did. Yeah. Um, it's very much going to confuse alien archaeologists right. when they find us on our I mean, it's confusing planet. me, and I'm not even an archaeologist. A thousand years from now. Mm. Yeah. Um, so then Iola comes over. Oh, Iola. And Iola has a gift to give. Uh, TV Guide Choir Boy, which I am glad that they showed her making one of these later, just yes. to, so I could see what in the hell. The it... process of it. Have you heard of these before? I, I don't know. No. I'm, nothing that she does is a thing. But None. it does make sense. It, like, when she handed over, like, it does look like a thing. It does, yeah. I mean, the kind she's of, like, like, weird crappy knickknack thing. Yeah, I mean, she's like a bargain bin Martha Stewart, right? Yeah. Like, everything she does is terrible. Like, and has, like, it's the ugliest thing that she makes, this choir boy. Like, when she brought she it in, I was it. like, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. That's an air filter. But no, it's, like, yeah, made out of Yeah, it looks like a weird filter. Um, yeah. But she's I couldn't always figure out... Crap. What it was like? It didn't look like a choir boy. It looked more like an angel or a, or a snowman. snowman. Yeah. yeah, it's very weird. And Mama's reaction to it, her eyes are like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah, <laughs> it's really great. Um, but then everything goes to shit because they've lost her husband Carl's lopsided wooden star that he carved for her on their first on their Christmas, first Christmas together. when they were too poor to afford any ornaments. tree trimming. So he whittled this star for her, and she gives like a monologue. That is very touching. Carl made that star our very first Christmas together. We didn't have enough money for ornaments, so I strung the tree with cranberries and popcorn. Carl whittled that beautiful yellow star. He said, Thelma, as long as we have our star, we'll always have a happy Christmas. Yeah, so like, the very few moments of pathos in this show are like, they feel so out of place because it's so like not the vibe of the show not at all I, they and so they pack a little bit more punch when it happens but it's you're also kind of like disoriented so like when she's giving this monologue about this thing having come from carl i'm like i i think i laughed because like i thought something funny was going to yeah. happen uh but no because like just... oftentimes when she does those things they're, they're like there's a layer of irony to them and because she's She's trying to be manipulative. Oh, yeah. But that's not what And this is, she's this just, case. like, genuinely yes. angry, which, yeah. you know, is... No, she's heartbroken. Yeah, heartbroken. And, yeah, I mean, it's a relatable experience. Yeah. Every, you know, Christmas stuff has a lot of meaning. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we could come up with Christmas items that we've lost that mean a lot. Yeah, I mean, but... I broke, I one time broke, like, a Santa thing that my mom had gotten from her sister. I mean, she glued it back together. My mom she was repairing Christmas shit all the time. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, and I hold on to everything, yeah. including weird uh, tree toppers that mm-hmm. I made in college. Yeah, really upsetting ones. They're not. It's not upset. It's very weird. Honey. It is weird. Yeah, but <laughs> it's very weird. But I love it. Um, so Christmas is canceled. So then we come back to Act Two. Um, this that is where all of the all of the family are caroling. Uh, they're also going to have a Christmas tree, but then... Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, with maple leaves unchanging. Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree. Oh, knock it off, oh, knock it off, 
Dorothy Lyman, the actor who plays Naomi, she was actually playing the piano. Like, it's an actual oh. spinet piano, and you can actually see she's playing the piano. Oh. Like, she's legit playing, which surprised me. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not worth enough, but she's playing. Right, yeah. <laughs> I did write down that Dorothy Lyman has big Jan Hooks energy. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, uh, God. Because we, we just watched the Thanksgiving Third Rock from uh, the Sun episode a couple times. I watch it every year because it is so good and she is so fucking great in that. And there are some moments with Naomi mm-hmm. in this episode where she's doing this mix of... It's this mix of stupid come-hitherness where she's... She's a big dumb slut. Yeah, I mean, she's a mix of Blanche and Rose. Yeah. Like, she's doing... <laughs> her Her trying to be, like, sultry oftentimes comes across as also just, like, upsetting in a weird way yeah. and so there were some of those like big cheesy faces she was making yeah she's like very upbeat she's an upbeat stupid slut yeah is what she is <laughs> she's very but there's like a there's another episode and i forget who she's even teaching i feel like it's maybe iola or mama she's like trying to teach them how to be sexy <laughs> and so she's like she's telling them that they always have to keep their mouths open and that they have to like do like weird movements with their lips when they're not speaking. It's just like that's a really. I f- wish I could remember which episode it's on or like what the name of the episode because it's very very funny. That's also just her tips of playing Naomi. It's j- it's that has stuck with me since I was a kid. <laughs> that to me that was like oh okay that's what sexy people do. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's also great. She also became like the house director for the nanny. She, oh really? She directed most of the episodes of the, of the nanny. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Oh, so. You so know, Learned positive it. stupid slutty like yeah. that's a big uh, <laughs> she's the perfect a, director for that show a big theme in her career yeah so vinton is there and he's like super psyched to be santa claus um i have a huge crush on ken barry yeah i have forever now mm. i didn't watch mama's family as a kid but i did watch f troop that i don't know what that is what see f, f troop was on nick at night that was his sitcom uh that his he did sitcom. yeah it was so unrelated to 18 Yes. There was not like a B, C, D, no. and E situation. F Troop was a, oh god, it was set in like the Wild West. It was a cav, like they were the F Troop. They were like a cavalry, but they were like shitty and they were funny. Um, so now that I'm looking back, they're definitely like, there were uh, <laughs> Native American uh, recurring characters and like on there that were definitely not played by Native American Yikes. actors. Probably. So, uh, but I loved F Troop as a child. Um, Kim Barry started there and then I think he went to Mayberry RFD. Which, when Andy Griffith ended, it ended because Andy Griffith left the show. And they just, like, I think kept most of the cast and just swapped out Andy Griffith for Kim Barry and changed mm. the name. And that ran for a couple years. And then he did Mama's Family. Hmm. Um, he's a handsome man. He's a song and dance man. He actually does look weirdly like my dad. Which is why my dad played him in the dinner theater version of Mama's wow. Family that he did. You don't see it, but it's like... When he has the wig on and the oh, okay. the costume, it's it's there. It's mostly a hair thing. It's a hair thing. Um, but I just think he is great. Uh, he he reminds me a lot of like, um, like dumb C three PO. What? Kim <laughs> Barry. <laughs> what? Kim Barry looks like Anthony Daniels who plays C three PO. Okay. Out of so. Oh my god. <laughs> what Vinton? <laughs> So there, there is like an alternate universe where Kim Barry is playing a dumb C three PO. Nothing okay. that would be fun. Okay. <laughs> um, but he's excited to play Santa, and he's trying to do ho ho ho, and everyone's like, "Your ho 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 is garbage." Yeah. Well, there's nothing to it, Bubba. You just put on the suit and you say ho ho ho. 
Is that the way you're going to do it tomorrow? Well, something like that. Uh, ho, ho, ho. Pathetic. <laughs> them kids are going to laugh you right out of that mall. Someone tells him to try it lower, and he squats. <laughs> Which was great. Yeah. So we cut to the mall, which is named the Galleria Mall. Oh, I love it. Is that, that's a, I, I are, do they so go much. to this mall often? Is that I don't a, know. I don't, this is a, this, this was news to me. Because they live in Raytown, and so it's right. the Galleria Mall, yeah. which is hilarious. There's a Galleria Mall in St. Louis. See, okay. But it's the fancy mall. And um, one of the stores that you see the name of, the one that they're standing in front of that the Santa area is out in front of is Lady Ray Fashions. Lady Ray. <laughs> I wonder if it's like Very as good compelling. as a dress barn or a um, fashion bug. R.I.P. dress barn. Oh, yeah. I like uh, fashion bug. Is a, do they yeah. have fashion bugs? Oh, they have fashion okay, bugs. Yeah. That's where I did all my Shoe carnival? <laughs> Wait, did you not have shoe carnival? <laughs> no, we had shoe okay. carnival. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird name for a place. It is a weird, on reflection, it is very yeah, shoe weird. carnival. Yeah. But I loved going there because they had um, little PVC action figures. and Yeah, action figure? I never No, well, there. they had like a section of just like, essentially like junk and Chuck E. Cheese level toys, but they would have little PVC, like two inch plastic uh, figurines of Disney Afternoons characters. Oh, that's and So right. I would get like Chippendale Rescue Rangers figures there. Hence the carnival. I guess, yeah, that was the carnival. So it's carnival. more than just shoes. Yes. Wow. <laughs> So, they are there. Uh, Bubba is trying to hold everyone off. He's there in his little elf get-up. Well, yeah. Which is really just green suspenders or green, green uh, overalls. Green overalls, which is very fortuitous <laughs> given the color scheming of the characters. Yeah, that is. So if you go to Wikipedia, they point out yeah. that everyone has a color scheme. Yeah, because Iola's always wearing pink. Naomi's always wearing yellow. Vince always wearing, like, brown and khaki. Yeah. Mama has, like, a blue and purple story going on. Uh, Bubba's always in greens. Which is, it's so weird that they, like, decided teals. to do that. Yeah. Um, was that a Bob Mackie decision? Since Bob Mackie is the one who designed Thelma's look? Mama? I, I don't know. And also on the end credits, it just says costumes by Bob Mackie. It's it wild. Is, it's wild. It blows my mind. I, that can't be... But it does, the thing is, it doesn't look like Bob Mackie. Like, no! There's, like, not a bit of bling anywhere. No! What is Even wild? on Naomi, whereas like he you could, could do almost that. get away with it on Naomi. That's why I wonder if he just has like a grandfathered in credit since he designed the Mama look. Yeah. Because I do not imagine that Bob Mackie was on set at Mama's Family actually dressing those people every week while he's also dressing Cher for the Oscars. Yeah. Like, this is the late 80s. Yeah. Like, he's not, I can't imagine that. Yeah. I should, I need to see if there's actually like a costume department credited. Yeah. No, it's it's very, but it's it's actually kind of cool that they do that because it does give you kind of an idea of what their characters are. I yeah. mean, like yellows, and it's for some reason it's not noticed. I didn't notice it until it was pointed out to me. Yeah. So it isn't. It doesn't hit you over the head. Yeah. Like they don't seem like cartoon characters that are wearing the same thing every episode, but like I don't know, it's very interesting. To me. Yeah. Um. So the mother, who is the mother of the little shit. Uh, oh, um, what's his name? Maynard. Maynard. So Maynard's mother is played by the actress that plays Peggy Olsen's mom on Mad Men. Oh my god. Yep, I looked that up. Uh, and honestly, same energy. Because yeah. Peggy Olsen's mom is also a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, wow. That's wild. Yeah. Peggy Olsen's mom reminds me a lot of my grandma. 
So my grandma's from Brooklyn. Okay, so yeah. Very heavy Brooklyn accent. Just, yeah, also Peggy. Irish Catholic. Um, That's all Peggy. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, they weren't Irish. Were they Swedish? They were something. No, but, Peggy Olsen, like, I mean, they were f- living in... They were Brooklyn. full-on Catholic, yeah. but I don't know if they were Oh, Irish. they might not have been Irish Catholic, though. Uh, Venton loses his voice. He shows up after they've, like, trying to, like, keep all these kids who were all, like, dressed to the nines to get their photos taken with Santa. No, on... they were not dressed to the nines. Okay, they were the dressed, fr- like... The little... one up front was in, like, a bow tie and, like, a trench coat, and like, he looked like a little businessman. Yeah, he did. But the rest of them looked pretty shabby. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. So Vince shows up and he's lost his voice from doing all of the ho ho ho's, and they're basically like, "Fuck this! This is over." Bubba tells them all, "Get out of here!" Now he says it nicely. Yeah. Um, they're like, "Well, someone can be Santa, but Iola and Naomi are both like our figure." Don't. I just want to pause for a second and just say that that's a very elegant storytelling turn. Is having Vince be bad at ho ho hoing, which is like very much like a thing that's believable and have that be the thing that leads to him losing his voice because yeah. i feel like on any other show he would have just shown up and been like oh i have a cold oh um, yeah yeah but that's not or he wouldn't know he was like he's stuck in traffic or right. like yeah because there was apparently traffic but i thought that was going to be the reason but when he shows up and he's just yeah. like no i lost my voice from oh, oh, oh yeah and... script writers were keeping it tight just like ddc yeah <laughs> drag race uk yep um <laughs> so mama's like i'm not doing it for sorry i do like that the inference was like she can fill out the suit yeah because she's yeah but like her and vinton are not the same size they are not like at all really no um, he also is not a santa size no he's not uh but then a little kid uh this a girl little girl named dory who is i don't know six seven, seven. if that yeah um walks over and just like lays it on thick not yeah. Not manipulatively. Like, she's just, like, sincerely, like, I just, my mom said that I had to wait to see Santa, yeah. that I wanted to mail him, but then it's just, like, yeah. so heartbreaking. It's an, it's an Oliver Twist moment. Yeah. And you kind of expect, because she is dressed like a poor person. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, there's no one way to dress as a poor person, but, like, as you would expect to see, like, a costume. Bob Mackie read in the script, poor person was like, cool. It was like, okay, you're gonna dress you in earth tones, <laughs> it's gonna be very bulky clothes. I'll keep my like, sequins in the drawer. Hat, scarf, um, the whole nine yards. But, like, I kind of expected her to go the next step and be like, Mama said we're not gonna get any presents this year. Or yeah, like, uh, like that, like, over the top. I mean, but there is that, that sort of, because, well... Yeah, I mean, there's sort of that energy to it. Yeah, but... <laughs> big hobo energy. Yeah, <laughs> it's very sad. Um, and then when Mama overhears that, she just like grabs the costume from Vinton and like marches off. She's gonna do it. Give that kid an Emmy though, because oh, that yeah. was genuine. That was a convincing. Um, that was a convincing turn on camera. Good kid. Yeah. Santa Mama comes out, and she comes out carrying her handbag a white handbag that she was she didn't i don't think she had a white handbag it's just it just it was her Santa's Santa got a brand new bag. <laughs> um she's wearing the Santa suit she has like curly mush mustache mm-hmm. so she sits down and the kids all mob her yeah and she loses her shit on them yeah. so quickly and forcefully just like back off well, at first she's like, she's trying to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Santa's going to talk to you, Santa's going to... And then she goes full on Gojira. And just, she's like, oh, yeah. 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 Oh,
It's it's hilarious. And seeing uh, Vicky Lawrence do that as Santa Claus, as Mama as Santa Claus, is just well. This is great. Hilarious to me too is that Mama is drag, right? Yeah. Like she's in full drag yeah. for this show, and then she's in drag doing a pants roll. Like yeah. So there are like two layers going on there, which I just think is wild to think <laughs> about. Um. Yeah. She's playing, like, older and then playing Eternal. Yeah. Like, there's two and then, layers. Yeah, and then, like, the frustration with the kids, like, fully peels back that, that top veneer and, like, exposes the true mama within. And it's she, the mama we love. It's, yeah, that's the mama we know and love. <laughs> and then we gotta get Hosta, Maynard's, Maynard's Christmas. He just wants all this, like, weaponry. He asks, and, like, for, he asks for a full-on grenade. Yeah. Um, An unqualified grenade. <laughs> Yeah. It was just, and he was just like, and a grenade. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like an air rifle. Oh yeah, and I want an air rifle. No! Santa can't bring you an air rifle, they're too dangerous. You could get hurt. Oh, you're so right. I'll make sure you get one. <laughs> she didn't say, his mom didn't say that about the full-on grenade no. that he asked for. I think she doesn't like Just the either. air rifle. What you so, doing? So, um, sorry, our cats are, oh, he's, she's going after my Okay, Dolores. No, that's Jean. Yeah, Jean's wrecking shit up. Um, then we get the montage of all the kids, all like the four kids mm-hmm. that were waiting in line. Again, not a long line for Santa. Yeah. Um, one girl gets her uh, lollipop stuck in Santa's beard. Giant lollipop, classic lollipop right beard the gag. Beard. Uh, what's another one? Um, one of them uh, kicks her in the shins. Oh, right, yeah. One of them um, is a baby who... Oh, himself. Yeah. And all and while they're doing this are all these like photos like uh Vinton or uh Bud Bubba takes a photo and it like freeze frames. Yeah. Um so you get like fun like ooh weird faces and stuff, yeah. which is funny. Uh then we get, of course, the little girl. Little girl comes back. Little girl comes back. Mama knows that she has a list in her pocket. Hey Delora. Hey Hey Jean. That's Jean. <laughs> Cats on the mic. Cats on the um, mic. She comes and she asks for gifts for everyone else. Daddy wants tools. Daddy's tools got stolen uh, off his truck. Uh, her brother wants a something or other. A her mom thing. wants a mink coat. Yeah. Uh, Santa's like, I want one. I can look good in those too. Yeah. Um, but that's the that was a fun gag too. Yeah. Because she's like, you know, like, I just want all this sweet, pure, innocent stuff. And mom wants a mink coat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then when it's like, well, what do you want? And she asks for just like one doll, and yeah. it's it was it's so sweet. Yeah, that's a genuinely like disarming, sweet moment. It was a good moment, and that's the as the end of the Santa Mama portion, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then they go back. Um, apparently, after that, they went on a shopping spree because they come back to the house on Christmas Eve and they bought a bunch of presents. She must have gotten her paycheck, her Santa paycheck. Right, her, the, all the money, all, all the money. There was money. Uh. And then Mama notices that Carl Star is on the top of the tree. Yes. And it is indeed a little janky wooden star. Yeah. But then she, like, thanks it. She's so happy that it's there. You know, she knows it's going to be a good Christmas now that that's back. And then the star glows. The star glows. So, we don't know who put it there. She... We don't know where it came from. We don't... Because none of them were home. So, no one was there to... 
put the star on top of the tree. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know how it got there. She implies that it was divine intervention. Uh, yeah. Or Carl back from the dead. And then it glows, which is also wild. Yeah. I was trying to... So do you think that this is similar to um, the Adams Family episode, also uh, Bewitched? Um, I, do you think this is a... I Love Lucy, another one, uh, that posits that in the universe of Mama's Family, Santa Claus is real. Because in the universe of, like, I Love Lucy and Bewitched and Sabrina and all those shows, the Christmas episodes reveal in the last moment, Santa's real. Um, I don't think Santa is real in the Mama-verse. <clears throat> and well, Who put the star there? And why is it glowing? It was Carl. Okay, so you think that the undead rise in the Mama Bruce? Well, no, I think it well, was Well, so like, I think our suspects are Carl, Jesus, or... Or Santa. Or Santa. I have the classic Holy Trinity. Yeah. But, I, but like, no, it was very clearly Carl, right? Because, like, Mama does... Mama cancels Christmas. Yes. She full-on says, we're not doing Christmas in this household this year. And then they're decorating the tree, which, for some reason, she, she's, like, not happy that they're doing that. Uh, and she is upset, even though she didn't want Christmas to happen, she's upset that the star's not there. She said, Carl said that as long as we have that star yeah. on top of our tree, we'll have a happy Christmas. And then she's ang so angry throughout this episode, and then she finds the star there. Uh, it's the true spirit of Christmas, man. Carl like, was telling her to chill out. Yeah. So, so as soon as she decided to embrace the spirit of Christmas, that's when the star magically appeared. Oh my God, that's tree. so deep. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it was a Carl thing. Aww. I think it was Carl telling her that she needed to get her shit together. Oh, thank you, Carl. Aww, thanks, Carl. Okay, let me. Okay, you ready for some must-have facts? Let's have some facts. Well, I have. I can't wait for the facts. Uh, Jean Parmesan on my lap, now biting my toes. Your toes. <laughs> oh, what a family Christmas this is. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So the ratings for this episode, I do not know because this was a syndicated show. Right. Um, and I don't know if they even measured. I guess they did measure those. Sorry. Gene, stop biting my toes. This is great content.
for the listeners. Um, but the top five uh, TV shows for the 1986 to 1987 season were number five was Golden Girls, four was Murder She Wrote, three was Cheers, two Family Ties, and number one The Cosby Show. So this is a pretty great season for television. Yeah. Like, those are amazing shows that Mama's Family is in the mix with. Yeah. Uh, this actually aired on the same night, December 20th, as the Golden Girls episode Twas the Nightmare Before Christmas, which is their Christmas episode where they all get, like, uh, like snowed in and held up a hostage, end up at that diner. Oh, the diner one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, they aired on the same night as that. Oh. I don't know. I just, I like, I don't know. You're you're a new TV viewer back in 1986, and you tune in, and there's this one, there's that one, and yeah. it's, it's I don't know, it just makes me feel true spirit of Christmas. True spirit of Christmas. Um, the director also did uh, the Carol Burnett show in Three's Company. Okay. So like he did um, Jim. Hold on, Dave Powers was like the guy that just did Carol Burnett, so he came over for that. That makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the little girl Dory was played by Marnette Patterson. She voiced Lucy in the 1992 Charlie Brown Christmas special. Oh. So, six years after this, when she was like, I guess, 12 or 13 or okay. something. Um, and also, she was a series regular on the short-lived NBC sitcom Something So Right in the late 90s. That, yeah, that was, which I, that I doesn't even ring a bell. I remember vividly. I liked that show. <laughs> And then I had a, uh, Maynard's mother was Myra Turley. That was the actress. She played Peggy Olson's mom on that then. So, on IMDb, 48 users rated this episode an 8 out of 10. Okay. Would you go higher, lower, or does that seem right on the money? Um, first of all, I think people who are going to IMDb to rate Mama's Family episodes are going to be demonstrating a clear pro-Mama's Family bias. Yeah. Um, so I would actually go a little bit lower. Oh, wow. Um, I love Mama's Family. I don't think this is the strongest Mama's Family episode. Okay, um, okay. I don't remember any other Christmas episodes, but um, I think there is too much pathos. Uh, well, that's also the Christmas season's going to bring that out. Because what I wanted to happen at the end was I wanted her to start yelling at Carl. Because at the end of every episode, Mama is throwing barbs at her family, like, over, like, an exterior shot of the house. And so even if there was, like, a very positive moment before that, it turns on a dime and she's yelling. Yeah, that would have been good. And so it would have been funny if she had started, you know, having that exchange with Carl, or if, like, there had been some kind of other factor that had caused her to do that so that i missed that um and i think that would have balanced out the um sorry i think that would have balanced out the because uh, it's almost saccharine um, yeah like the way that the episode ends so i think that would have balanced it out a little bit um so i missed that um i also wanted more i yeah, it is weird. Like they they just bail before mom even comes out in the Santa suit. Yeah, like, they don't even stick around for the action. I want to see. Yeah, I want to see what Naomi and Iola are doing 
Vint lost yeah. his voice, so like he can't like he's sort of out of the mix anyway. Well, he's just there to look at anyway. Well, I guess Naomi was going to the drugstore to get. Yeah, something. they explain why they were leaving, but it is weird. That they didn't. didn't. They didn't explain why Iola was leaving. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen Iola as an elf. Yeah, that'd be good. I still think this is a very good episode. No, it's. it's I would. Very I good. would give it like a. I would give it a seven. Seven point seven. I don't. I should keep a list of what I've ranked all the other episodes. I get it. I mean, it's a solid. Maybe like a yeah, like a C plus. I would C give it. plus. Well, here it's a seven out of like a seven point seven. See, I out think of 10. this is a B. I think I would give this a B. Yeah, just, you know, just because like, yeah. like growing up being a, a studious person, a C is like clutch my pearls. How dare that's yeah horrible because I was true. such a nerd. Uh, that's true. So yeah, um, who had the must see performance in this episode? I mean, this was the Mama Show. Yeah, it's not even a question. There was I'm no sorry. I mean, there, sorry, Kim Barry. Yeah, it was like very, um, very much a Mama thing. Although one could make the argument that Little Dory kind of stole the show. With her monologue, she again her monologue, her mo- her monologue, <laughs> and her her turn on Santa's lap because both of those were like very, very magnetic. Yeah, no wonder she went on to be a voice actress. No, um, she was great. And yeah. but Mama as like the Santa was so good, and the way that she screamed was amazing. I mean, you could have like just going back to Dory for a moment, like you could have put Jenny Lewis there, right? Yeah. Like it would have been, and you would have gotten the exact same performance. Um, and so that's why I think she was like number two on the list for me. Good. I wonder if she beat out Jenny Lewis for the role. Oh, maybe she maybe, did. Maybe there's like a still a few. Maybe they're not speaking. And lastly, must other people see this episode of television? You know, I think yes, if only because people need to watch Mama's Family. Yeah, it's it hard is, to find. It has fallen out of the national conversation. Because it won't stream anywhere, but it's you now, bought it for yeah, cheap on iTunes. It's now on iTunes, and so I think people should watch it more. Um, I want to go back and watch it more. I would like to know Mama's Family as well as I know the Golden Girls. Um, because I think there is something really special about this show. Yeah. Uh, I think the cast is great. Um there's something more underdog-y. It does feel a little more the little show that could. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I'd love to, I'd love to go back and get to know it a little bit better. Um, I definitely say like add this to your uh, streaming this holiday season. Yeah, for sure. I love that Gene waited till the very end to wake up and start exploring. Yeah, <laughs> pulling his usual Gene antics. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Where can people find you on the internet to say nice and lovely things about you? Uh, well, you can follow me on Twitter at Sensational. That's Sensational with a B. Um, I, uh... Sorry. Gene! Um, I don't really have anything else to plug. Um, so, yeah, I guess Twitter is it. Tweet Mama's Family stuff. That's all we want to talk about. I can tweet, yeah, tweet Mama's Family stuff at me. Uh, or other stuff. Um. And follow at Dolores and Jean on Instagram. Yeah, you can follow our cats on him. Jean has been very much a 
part of the DNA of this episode. <laughs> D-E-L-O-R-I-S-A-N-D-G-E-N-E. Yes. It's a lot. Yeah. And that does it for this week's episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my husband, Sebastian Deacon, for dropping by our living room and talking about Mama's Family with me. Next time, I will be discussing the news radio episode, Xmas Story. Xmas Story is in Season 2 of News Radio, and it is Episode 10 of Season 2 of News Radio. And you can buy it on iTunes or Amazon. Until then, I want to hear from all of you. Tweet at at MustHaveSeenTV on Twitter. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review Must Have Seen TV and Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at at Brett White. Read the words that I write at Decider.com. The theme song this week is Loretta Lynn's Country Christmas. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the podcast. Thanks to y'all for listening. And I'll see you next time on Must Have Seen TV. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.